Okay, so that's pretty much it with that. Now, I want to talk about today's pocket, uh, excuse me, topics real quick. We're going to talk about, um, I want to talk about what I believe LeBron James wanted to say and why he didn't say it. All right. Uh, the Hong Kong issue is, it's been nine days. I was going to wait to talk about it. I'm still waiting because I have three pages of things I want to talk about, but I'm still waiting for certain stuff to happen. Um, I'm not, I have not forget it. I do not avoid uh, social issues. I take them very seriously. You know, we're all human beings, we're all fighting for a right. You know, I'm a black man. I'm fighting for, you know, rights for black people and equality for black people. A lot of times black people feel like they get the short end of a stick with a lot of things. But I want to talk about, let's just jump right into it. All right. So <sighs> um, I'm going to say what I really feel. I believe LeBron, uh, Dave McMinimum had reported on Monday that uh, he had had a meeting with Aaron Silver and a couple other executives, and he was upset that uh, Daryl Morey did not get sued, suspended, or nothing happened to him. LeBron James just honestly felt like if Daryl Morey was black or if he was a player, let's just say he was a player, there would have been repercussions for his actions. And he felt like because Daryl Morey, either because of white privilege or because he is an owner, not even owner, a GM or an executive, that he got a pass. Now, I'm going to say this. In Adam Silver's defense, as far as punishment, Adam Silver, Adam Silver excuse me, is extremely lenient. All right, He does not punish people for a lot of games, even fights. Or stuff. He's he's very, he's a nice guy. You know, he lets a lot of things slide. A little bit nicer than me. David Stern is the exact opposite. Um, David Stern will suspend you. He was suspend guys for the season without hesitation. He's very strict. Adam Silver is a little bit. He's very progressive. I'll give him that. Uh, as far as issues, he does not avoid issues, and he cares about a lot of things. They talk about mental health, uh, you know, social issues, police brutality, inequality. And they talk about a lot of issues. That's why the NBA is dope to me. You know, and as I said before. I've always been a conscious person. I used to, I call myself the conscious bull. Um, it's hard for me to support. Honestly, I watched football on Sunday. Uh, I was off all day on Sunday. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Other than the Eagles, as a as a child, as a, from Philadelphia, I always watched the Eagles. But I used to love the NFL. I don't love it anymore. You know, I've lost my love for the NFL between the, um, the lion, um, the uh, suicides, the deaths, the brain damage. The lack of respect for women as far as domestic violence. What else? Uh, child abuse. Um, what else? Not paying players. Uh, supporting owners, not supporting players. The Colin Kaepernick issue. The kneeling issue. It's just, a, I'm, I, honestly, I don't, I watch it and I'm like, eh. Now, um, I play fantasy football with a lot of my buddies from college. So because of that, I still watch it. But I'll be honest, it's, it's not what it used to be. You know, if I say about in 2014, I watched it with all my heart. Let's say with 2015, I'm watching it with half of an eye. You know, I watched the Eagles. I watched the highlights just because, you know, I want to keep up and, you know, have the Monday morning chat. But I do not watch it as much as I used to. I really Basketball is my first love, but I love football, too. I love, you know, I'm a guy. I like to play a bunch of different sports. Um, But, yeah, I just I feel like LeBron honestly felt like there was a double standard. And I think he felt either white privilege or owner privilege or GM privilege. He just felt like Daryl Morey was just, it would just, it let it slide. And it's just LeBron. What I don't like is I don't like when people try to come for LeBron's intelligence. All right. But let's, let's state some facts. All right. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but LeBron is a great man and player. LeBron grew up in a hard part of Ohio, right? 
Every day, I'm pretty sure this man seen crime. And every day, he had to make a conscious decision to say, I am going to be a basketball player. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to take care of my mom. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to maybe change the world, you know, and I'm going to really put my impact on the world. And he has. There's never been a LeBron scandal. There's no wild LeBron stories, no LeBron and gambling. LeBron didn't retire. LeBron wasn't out five o'clock in the morning. Uh, smoking and drinking. LeBron trains in the offseason. LeBron is socially aware of issues. You know, a lot of people are saying because LeBron talks about a lot of social issues, the fact that he said, the fact that he didn't talk about these social issues, people are upset about. Um, as If you guys don't know, I mean, the United States and China has a lot of partnerships. Um, basically, everything is made in China. The phone I'm on is made in China. Uh, the sneakers I wear, the Jordans are made in China. Adidas uh, factories in China, Under Armour factories in China. We do a lot of businesses with China. And more importantly, the NBA does a lot of businesses in China. Um, so when Daryl Morey uh, tweeted support for protesters in Hong Kong about nine days ago, October 4th, um, you know, there was immediate ramifications for that. And, you know, I don't, I don't think he did anything maliciously, but, you know, I don't know, maybe he should have ran by with the NBA. Adam Silver kind of trying to cool, put heat over, I mean, uh, ice over the fire, but it kind of, it didn't work. Um, they banned the NBA from a lot of stuff. They banned the game. They let, later let the game happen, but they just weren't happy about it. And um, right now, the NBA in China behind closed doors trying to find a happy medium because there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot of rights, uh, human rights, uh, freedom of speech. There's a lot going on. And... um. Uh, not even at uh, religious practices. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times in America, we're hard on America because I believe what America has portrayed and what America is is two different things, right? So, for example, the other day was Christopher Columbus Day. As a kid, I was taught that Christopher Columbus was a hero. But as you grow up, he wasn't a hero. First of all, he didn't even go where he was supposed to be going, and he didn't save anybody. <laughs> Okay, if you Google Christopher Columbus, there's no heroic act, all right? So, um, you know, I, eventually I think uh, Christopher Columbus Day is going to be changed. And we're not going to acknowledge it as Christopher Columbus Day. And that's good. You know, progression is a beautiful thing. Um, But back to LeBron, I don't, I believe there's a lot of propaganda with social media and and just what people say. And I I really hate when people tell LeBron to just stick to basketball. It's just like it, it, it's it's racial undertones into it, and more importantly, it's like shut up, boy, uh, stay over there, boy. And you say it's not, but it is because why are you just telling LeBron just to, to talk about basketball? You know, LeBron is a grown man, and he is a American citizen that pays taxes. He can talk about whatever he chooses to. You know, he does his job. He's a good person. He's you know hashtag strive for greatness. You know, he has a $1 billion partnership with uh, Nike. I think I think LeBron knows the difference between right and wrong. And uh, I think his whole life he's done the right thing. You know, LeBron is probably the most progressive person in sports. Um, he has his own media company. Uh, the childhood friends he went to high school with, they all work together and they're all businessmen, uh, black businessmen doing great things in America. You know, and I just I just feel like people have to put... Here's, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. If LeBron was told today he could never play basketball again. He could never make another dollar in basketball. I guarantee you he could still be a brilliant person at many other things, all right? He's not just a basketball player. He's a brilliant mind who happens to play basketball. As LeBron James says, he's more than an athlete. 
Um, you have the shop. You, he's listen. I'm gonna tell y'all something. LeBron's about 35. When LeBron's about 50, hopefully this podcast uh is like the greatest thing in the world by that time. And I'm not doing anything else but doing my podcast and living my best life. <laughs> you know, let's speak that into fruition. But um, you know. At the age of 50, I think LeBron's going to be ahead of Magic Johnson as far as things he's going to do. And, again, he always stays true to where he is. You know, he, he knows a lot about a lot. Music, fashion, sports, sneakers. And I'm going to give LeBron some more love. We're going to give LeBron some love this podcast. Um, I wasn't a big fan of LeBron's sneakers, but um, I actually have, a, what you like to say, a fallen arch in my feet. And LeBron's shoes, funny enough, of the number one LeBron 16s I bought to them. And what's this receipt say? March 2018. Do y'all know that is the number one shoe for people with falling uh, flat feet and fall arches? Uh, the Soldier 16. So that's pretty cool, man. So LeBron, I don't know if that's his feet or his his feet is flat, but um, you know, my doctor said those are some of the best shoes for basketball player for me to wear as far as like being mobile and you know trying to make cuts and stuff. So that's pretty cool, man. LeBron, he be on his square, man. That's the point of it. And um, you can't tell LeBron what to do. LeBron is a grown man. He can do what he wants. He's a father. He is a friend. He is a husband. He's a black man. He's a taxpayer. So he can do whatever you want, and you're going to have to deal with that. And you ain't going to do nothing about it. If you get upset, I'm going to tell you what you can do with it. You can just not listen. You always listen. I say this every day. You always have a choice in life. For better or worse, you make a choice every day what you're going to do. All right? So just choose wisely. Um, That's what I really want to talk about. I just don't like... I just been what I, I, a lot of times I'll just search LeBron James China. I'll just read away. I just say what what is the conscious feeling is, and it's mixed results. But I'm hearing way too many people talk about LeBron as an intellect. All right, LeBron is not dumb. Now you know this is what people started doing. Oh well, well Dara Mori went to college. Let me let me tell you something. And this is not a diss. Because you went to college does not equal you're smart. Okay, there are plenty of people that are smart in college, and there are people who put it that aren't smart in college. All right. Intelligence and college can correlate and it cannot correlate, all right? Intelligence is just something you have to learn and develop. Um, is it a gift to be smart? Um, no, anybody can learn, but I think there's levels of how much people can learn and how fast they can learn. But I think it's on how much you learn and adapt and how much, you know, it's up to you. It's up to the individual. I can say, with well, me, I'm not the smartest person alive, but I consider myself a smart person. And if there's something I don't know, I can study and get better at it. That's with anything in life. You know, so um, I just I don't like the undertones of what they're saying about LeBron. And um, as hard as I am on LeBron, he he is a black man. He is a, he's a great player. He's a great player. Let me let me start saying that. All right, he's not the best player in the league anymore, but he's top three. All right, and more than that, he you know he's a great person. You know, he's not. There's so many people in sports that you just do not want your kids to look up. If you tell me what my kids look up to LeBron, I don't have kids. Or with my friends' kids or kids, do I think kids should look up to LeBron? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I, that's all I really want to talk about. Um, as this story continues to unfold, I do have some thoughts and notes on it. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it today. I'm, I haven't forgotten about it, but I did want to talk about... That's what I... That's what one thing I want to say is, I think because of LeBron and uh, the NBA and Adam Silver, he didn't want to burn bridges. And I think that's why he didn't say... He didn't go directly at Daryl Morey, but he wasn't happy about it. And uh, when LeBron doesn't like something, and when he says something, the NBA, and more importantly, Adam Silver, hears and listens to him. But, um, you know, an hour ago, it's currently 9.15 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, An hour ago, some interesting news came out, all right? Let's shift from LeBron to the Boston Celtics, all right? So, 
Jalen Brown, small forward for the Boston Celtics, has turned down a four-year, $80 million contract. Now, I am a big proponent of believing in yourself and bettering yourself, so it is not for me to tell a person what they can and can't do. It is for that person to tell them and for that person to determine whether they can or can't do something. It's not for me to determine. Now, with that being said, do I think Jalen Brown should sign that contract? Yeah, but reference point, Tobias Harris got the same exact contract offer from the Clippers, and he turned it down, and he got about, what, a buck 80 or buck 60? He got the same contract Kawhi got. Now, is he as good as Kawhi? Absolutely not. But it's not about how good are you. It's about how much you're worth in an open market. In an open market, is Jalen Brown worth more than $80 million? I'm going to say 50-50. Would I give Jalen Brown $80 million? Yeah. Would I give him $150 million? No. What has he done? Now, to his credit, I mean, to his defense, I don't think it's fair that, you know, last year is a tough evaluation period for the Celtics as far as their two rising players and um, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. You know, uh, as far as the first time when they played together going against LeBron and that whole season, they were great. Uh, Danny Ainge, the Boston Celtics, nobody could have saw those two guys progressing at that level. And I think what happened was when Kyrie came over, he's done a good growth, man. And I love Kyrie to death, man, but Kyrie took some L's, man. And, um, it's, it's going to be intriguing. I'm, I got, uh, bought the league pass today and it's going to be very intriguing to see what Kyrie does and doesn't do because, uh, you, you know, it, when he left LeBron and he said, I'm going to be my own man, I'm going to be my own person, I don't need the king, I am the king. He didn't say that, but he kind of, he just he just was feeling himself after leaving LeBron. And I was with him. I got one, two, I got four pairs of Kyries. I'm a Kyrie fan, make no mistake. So I was like, yeah, man, you don't need the king. You a, you a black man, you a king yourself, you a great player. Got the handle, the jump shot, you got it. And he flopped in Boston, you know, he did. Uh, obviously, the trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving worked out enough to where they recovered and got Kimball Walker. So, Boston kind of lucked out of that. But uh, they definitely uh, planned on re-signing Kyrie when they uh, traded for him. They did not uh, plan for this to happen. But such is life. But back to Jalen Brown. Um, let me break down Jalen Brown's game. Jalen Brown is a six foot nine small forward, but he can play power forward. He's very strong. I think his best attribute, honestly, is his strength and his toughness because uh, the NBA isn't the most physical sport. So when you're tough and physical, it shows shows up as a skill set. He plays hard. Um, he's okay from the three-point line, 36%. Uh, he, to me, he's best at going downhill and going at the rim. But I like him even better defensively. Now, I think defensively this year, I want to see something special from him. As far as offense, um, let let's say let's say best case and worst case for Jalen Brown. All right, best case is I'm gonna say 24 points a game, uh, 40 percent shooting from the three point line, 50 percent shooting from the field, 40 percent, uh, 90 not 90. Let's say go 84 percent from the free throw line, uh, 40 percent from the three point line, and just like good overall efficient numbers, a good true shooting percentage. Now, worst case scenario, I don't think it'll be bad this year, even though with the worst. I think worst case would be like 15 points a game, uh, let's say 33% from the three-point line, uh, and just inconsistent. But as far as things he needs to work on, um, he's not the best passer. He's a really good rebounder. I would like to see him play the power four position more. You know, as the NBA is becomes a positionless league uh, and more just about a talent league, you want to get the best five. 
I would like to see him at the power forward, use his strength to be able to hold up with Forrest, but use his quickness and to be able to, uh, you know, go by Forrest to the rim. Um, kind of like Tobias Harris. I wouldn't compare him to Tobias Harris. I'm not, I don't really have a comp for Jason, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, because a lot of his game is strength-based and driving to the rim and finishing very strong. He has great hops. Uh, he has a great haircut, too, great feed. Um, <laughs> finishing strong to the rim. So, again, do I think he's worth four years, $80 million? No. Should he have signed that contract if I was him? I would sign that contract because it's not that I don't think he can average 20-plus points. I don't know if he'll get the opportunity, honestly. Um, but he's betting on himself, and we're going to look forward to that, you know. So, let's remember this. that We're going to remember Jalen Brown this season, and I'll do a once-a-month update. on. I'm not going to talk about him every game. Um but yeah, let's talk about the Boston Celtics and just stay on that team for a second. Uh, I believe Boston is better as an underdog. Uh, last year, Kyrie Irving was bad. He's bad in the playoffs. He's bad as a leader. He threw people under the bus. And I feel like the weight of Boston and the pressure of Boston of being a great team is gone. So I think people, a lot of people are counting them out. I actually kind of like the team. I'm a little bit bullish. Uh, I think even though they won't be great in the paint, they'll be great in the perimeter. You know, I think uh, Jason Haywood, if I'm saying his name wrong, I apologize. He's going to have a much better season. Uh, he'll have some point guard duties. Uh, Kimba will be able to play off the ball. Kimba has never played with this much talent. Uh, Kimba played with Nicholas Batoon. And Nicholas Batoon is a guy who should be good, but it just doesn't either have the work ethic, the drive, or the heart. I don't know what he doesn't have, but he's not good. And it's unacceptable. They paid this man well over $100 million, and he... I don't know if he doesn't care, or I don't know if he just saying, yo, I'm paid and y'all broke. Whatever his mentality is, it needs to change. Um, the New Orleans Hornets, no, it's not New Orleans, excuse me. The Charlotte Hornets will be the worst team in the NBA, all right, by miles. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I think Terry Rozier is talented, but as a lead, if he's your best player on your team, your team's not good. It's that simple. Uh, is he the best player on the team? Yeah, play Malik Monk, man. I said this the last pod. Play Malik Monk. Know your role player. YouTube Malik Monk. Play Malik Monk. He can play, all right? Stop trying to make him a point guard. Stop being mad because he misses defensive assignments. He's 22. You're going to miss a defensive assignment at 22. I, you know, I cannot stand coaches that do this thing because it's their way or the highway, so they don't let a player develop and grow and evolve, you know? Um, it's just really unfortunate. Uh, we're going to keep it pretty light today. Uh, let's let's go back to the Celtics. Um the biggest drop-off, as you know, the Sixers took, to me, the Celtics' team philosophy and structure in Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford will play power forward for the Sixers, but more importantly, when Embiid rests, he'll be the starting center. And if Al Horford is your backup center when Embiid rests, you're doing just fine. <laughs> uh, I'm a little worried about the Sixers' bench. We're not talking about the Sixers today, but let's talk about Al Horford and the Celtics. They replaced him with Ernest Cancer. Now, I'm going to say this. Ernest Cantor is very good at rebounding and finishing at the rim with uh, hook shots and floaters. He's not an explosive athlete, and he's bad defensively. All right, so the Sixers played, I believe, the Boston Celtics the first game of the season. I'll be in the building for about three Sixers games. Um, if you guys want, I'll do the podcast post-game show from either half court or inside the stadium. Or at least I'll do some, I'll do some type of thing. Um, I'm going to Cleveland in March for the Cavs versus Sixers game. And so that'll be the first time 
I might do Instagram live feed. It depends. So how about this, guys? Follow me on Instagram, Know Your Role Player Podcast. All right. If you can't find that page, just go to my page, J J A Y two one five, the number four E V E R ever. All right, forever. And if you go to my page, it says Creator of the Know Your Role Player Podcast. Follow the podcast page. All right. Um, I'll let you guys decide what you want me to talk about, or if you want me to do a live show or something from Cleveland. So when I post this podcast, posts. Live show Cleveland, or you can leave a, a message on the Anchor app. Just give me some feedback. You know, um, a lot of times I, if I see some people that listen to my podcast, they always tell me what they like and they dislike. Uh, I get really excited if y'all don't know talking about basketball. So with me, one thing I know I have to work on is slowing a little bit down and letting me uh, properly enunciate my words. But I'm okay with that. I mean, if the worst thing is I'm doing is rushing. I'm fine. Other than that, I'm I'm good money. I, I don't know. Y'all let me know how y'all feel like I'm doing. Um, uh, the total metric for this number of podcasts are going up. What I like to tell myself is if I can get two new subscribers every week, that's 10 subscribers. Um, uh, not 10. Four, uh, two times four is eight. That's eight subscribers a month. That's the minimum I have to do every, every month. Uh, eight subscribers. So... You know, it, it'll add up. It'll get there. Like I said, uh, my dream would be get some sponsorships. Uh, Nike, uh, Reebok, and Pumba. Pumba. I like Pumba. I've been I've been peeping game. Uh, my dream spot uh, sponsorship would definitely be Spotify, though. Um, I think I have some things in the working to help grow the podcast. Uh, once I get my laptop and be able to edit videos and put some stuff, I got some cool stuff coming, man. I study a lot of podcasts and I. You know, I take bits and pieces from each great person um, that I like to review, and I, I bring it to my own platform. But uh, I'm not going to keep you guys too much longer. Tomorrow is Thursday. Um, we're going to bang on some team previews. Uh, I would like to have a guest. If I don't, I will do it by myself, and we'll do a Thursday. We're definitely doing a Friday podcast. That's already confirmed. Uh, and I'll, let, I'll text E tonight if we're doing a Saturday podcast. So tomorrow's podcast... I'll let y'all know if we're doing a Saturday podcast. Um, I didn't want to keep it too long. It's going to be a pretty short episode, probably about 30 minutes. Uh, oh, this is what I'm going to talk to you about. So, I said this in my last pod. I'm going to say this again. Um, there's going to be about three days a week where there are 10 games on. And in the off season, I think three podcasts are more than enough. But if y'all want me to do more, I can't do seven a week. That's, that's, that's over content, and I think that's bad quality. But I can do four. I can do a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. You know, I I can make that happen. I can I can I can fit that in. I can make it work. Um, once I move to Philadelphia, it'll be a lot much easier. You know, right now it's a lot going on. So, uh, podcast time. I'm really trying to prioritize now. Uh, you know, I still have uh, work, and um, I'll be eligible to go back to school soon. Because uh, I'm finally almost done paying my loans off. All glory to God. But uh, I'm excited, man. This, this is this is great. This is like, um, I compare this podcast to like a plant. You know, you bought a great plant and you're like, yo, if I water, if I nurture this plant, it's going to grow. It's going to evolve. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great decor in my house. Um, I want to talk about something real quick. Um, you know, I do a lot of networking. I talk to a lot of people. Uh, I used to consider myself in my younger days antisocial, but that, not that I hated people I didn't. I just, I just kept to myself. I was more reserved, which I still love. I'm a, I'm a laid back, uh, reserved person, but on my podcast, I can really show my personality. Um, 
I want to talk about social media, all right? I call social media a a two-faced app or a two-faced way of life. It is good and bad. It's like the internet. The internet is good and bad. When you get on the internet and you go to Google, you can search whatever you want for good and bad. So when you put things on social media, people can only go off of what you put. So be mindful of what you put on social media because you can do dope things with social media. I'm going to try to be an example of what you can do dope with social media because you can do some cool stuff. But um, I definitely see a lot, you know, people, a lot of ignorance retweeting, a lot of propaganda, a lot of bad things are on social media too. So um, I want to tell people, if you are a sensitive person or if you don't like people talking about you, I wouldn't do social media for that. Um, but, you know, to engage with your friends, to keep up with current, a lot of people get their news from Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, they get, you know, they get their news from there. A lot of people don't really stay at home anymore. They kind of, you know, they're on the move, on the run between work and school. So, um, I get it, but I just want to tell you, don't, social media isn't real life. Um, especially Instagram. Instagram is a cool tool, but a lot of times people are capping on Instagram, you know, so, uh, what I want to, what I really want to say is do not compare your life to others. Everybody has their own separate journey. So respect your journey, you know, respect what you did because you don't know what the next person did to get to what he did to. So do everything with re- integrity and character and respect, respect your journey, you know, enjoy it. A lot of times, um, you know, I think people can get upset when they look at other lives, but you can't compare your life to another person's life. You don't know what he had to do to get to that spot. And you don't know what's in the in the works for you. You don't know, you know, you don't know the future. Nobody knows the future. We can only hope for the best and plant seeds in direction and fruition for the best, but we don't know the future. The future isn't even promised to us. But like I said, with social media, um, be mindful of what you put on there. Cause um, you know, I was reading an article the other day. Companies look up what you put on social media. I've I know all I know everything on all my social media accounts and I'm fine with it. I don't I don't talk about much. I'm a very simplistic person. I might talk about food shopping. I'm 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 what you like to call washed. Um, you know, my hobby, a hobby of mine is going food shopping. Let me say that again. A hobby of mine is going food. I really enjoy shopping for fruit, uh finding a meat on sale, a coupon. I really enjoy that. That really makes my week. <laughs> so I'm probably not the most controversial person on social media, but again, um, if you stay true to whoever you are, I think social media works great for you. I think I think social media is bad when you try to portray somebody that you're not. And I think I see a lot of portrayal. Just be you. If you, you don't you don't have to be tough, you don't have to be gangster. If you're goofy, be goofy. If you're eccentric, be eccentric. Be whatever your personality is, because there's a there's a there's a crowd for everything. Let's look at uh, music. There might be an artist that a lot of people can't stand, but that artist is still popular. And he works directly to his fan base. Or let's take it another thing. Um, I'm in a bodybuilding, as you guys all know. One of my favorite bodybuilders is Chris Jones. I've been following Chris since about 2010. Now, Chris Jones is not for everybody. You can YouTube and Beast Mode Jones or Pump Chasers. But he's a funny guy. You know, he's lighthearted. And he works hard. He's very consistent. And he stays true to his fan base. And he's doing great in life. You know, um, I action, should I um, When I start to train and get in better shape, uh, I hope to... I hope to do a couple of things. A lot of people have been asking me about a YouTube channel, and I will be transparent. I cannot do a YouTube channel based on my current number of my audience. It's, it's not it's not big enough for it. I'm going to have to hit a big, not a big number. I'm going to have to be over 100 subscribers to do a YouTube channel, all right? Because I'm fine with doing YouTube, but editing videos is not an easy thing. A lot of times on my podcast, I'm usually one take. Uh, even when I edit it, I'll edit it, but it'll be pretty simple for the most part. Um... 
So let's talk about what I want for the next year. I just want growth. Um, I don't want to rush it. I love organic things. I love things that develop naturally. So I just want growth for the podcast and to involve. So please like on Instagram, like on Facebook, share and subscribe on Instagram and Facebook. I will have the Twitter page up by Sunday. Um, I'm going to have to go back to the library. I can't do it on my phone. And like I said, I'm investing in a laptop. I'm, I'm, the more, like I said before, I've said this time and time again, the more listeners and more investment y'all give to me, the more I return to give and take. So the more, like I said, tell a friend. Or if you don't tell a friend, just post it on your page. Yo, or post it in your Instagram story. You know, tag me, tag the page, tag E, tag somebody, tag whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? I, I like, like I said, social media can be dope. So let's, all of my subscribers, let's use social media for positive dope things. You don't have to post ignorance on there. There's more than enough ignorant bad things happening in the world. Please, somebody, please just let your light shine. That's what I always say. You know, try to be a good person and let your light shine. Always, I try to. I try to always let your light shine because in today, you know, I, I've been reading a lot uh toxic people. A lot of people talking about, oh, get the toxic people out of your life and you'll flourish. Well, if you let your light shine, you'll never be a toxic person, all right? So when I say letting your light shine, be a good person, be dependable, be honest, be caring, be kind, you know, be reliable. Just be just be somebody somebody can go to when they're like, hey, man, can I rap to you? I take a lot of pride that a lot of people feel like they can get something off their chest talking to me. And not because I'm this great person, but I, I listen and I care. You know, I'm, I'm a regular person. So um, that's pretty much it. Um. The next podcast will be Thursday. Um, it should be done before 8 o'clock at night. Um, there's a lot of games on tonight. The Lakers are playing the Warriors for like the 100th time. I don't know what's going on. I'll give you all some feedback from that. I'll give you all some Anthony Davis feedback. And I'm going to do six role players I like for the upcoming season. I'm going to talk about six players in the preseason. So 66. That's what we're going to call tomorrow's podcast. Uh, but I appreciate y'all again. As always, download the Anchor app. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor, but I can take as many sponsorships as I want. So if you out there, you're a company. Uh, I like Penguin. Penguin is a um a t-shirt brand. 